Welcome to episode 10 of season three of the Simplify and Multiply show. Today, I'm going to be having a conversation with Facebook and Instagram ads expert, Jennifer Spivak. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So one day I'm on Facebook and I, you know how you just stumble upon things and I happen to happily stumble upon a very fun video of Jennifer Spivak. Now Jennifer is, she has her own business, she's based in Queens, New York, and she is running a fabulous organization. And what I love about Jennifer is the way that she has so put her personality out on the front stage. And she does it so naturally and so openly. I just love her energy. I love her enthusiasm. I love her positive focus. And that just kind of just sucked me right in. You know, I just like totally attracted to that because that's the kind of people I want to do business with. So she had this wonderful, very funny video of where she was trying to do for her 30th birthday, 30 tips on Facebook in three minutes. And she was wearing a little tiara. And so (laughs) she was doing a, I think it was a Facebook live that I think was watching a replay of it. And it was absolutely hilarious because she was, you know, trying to do it fast and she kept cutting up. She kept swearing and it was just the best. And I instantly fell in love with her. And it was just one of those things that was entertaining. It was so real and it was value based. And you could tell that her heart was in it and she was just excited about it. I mean, everything about her is contagious. And so I was like, oh, I got to get to know this girl. So we connected and chatted for a little bit, found out which, you know, a little bit more about the services she offered. And she's running a great operation. And when I was coming up with this particular season about the power of a business of you, I instantly thought of her. And I was like, she has got to come on my show and talk about, you know, how she does what she does, her magic, and really just kind of give us all a little more confidence to let our hair down, wear a tiara if we want to, and make mistakes on video and just have a good time. And so we have a great conversation about this. And she's also, uh, before I jump into the interview, she was gracious enough to uh, set up a freebie for our listeners. I'll have a link to the show notes page. And it's a really cool uh, freebie about, it's called Seven Reasons Why Your High Ticket Webinar Ads Suck and How to Make Them More Real, More Kick-Ass, and More You. And so I have a link to that on the show notes page. So make sure you check that out after you listen to the show. All right. So let's go ahead and jump right into this wonderful, fun interview with Jennifer Spivak. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here on the Simplify and Multiply show. Yay. Yay. Thank you for having me. 
Well, listen, I was so excited about having you on this particular episode during this season, which is all about the power of a business of you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, when they hear something like that initially, they think personal branding, mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, but it's the way I like to look at it is more about the business owner and them stepping into their passion and their presence and their power around, not to be too with alliteration there, but <laughs> it just kind of came out that way. Um, and just have that be a level of confidence where they can actually really move forward in their business and provide great value. And it's also about being distinct in what their positioning is and how they communicate about what they do and the reason that they went into business. So for me, it's more than just the personal brand. Yes. It's really about this is, you know, in this podcast, this show is all about supporting and collaborating with solopreneurs and empowering them to be that business of you kind of owner. And so why don't we just go ahead and get started? Because I think you've got a great origin story. And I want to, you know, everybody to have a good idea as far as your background, what you do, why you got into business for yourself, because I love your business and what you're doing right now. Thank you. There's honestly a couple of different stories. Um, but let's see if I can tie them all in together, because kind of exactly what you were just talking about, they all have, um, they all play a pretty crucial role in how I do everything today. Um, so I mean, kind of how I ended up being an entrepreneur in the first place. Um, I kind of always knew this was something that I was going to do. Um, when I was five years old, I created a business called the business very creatively, of course, um, and put on a carnival in my backyard. And my parents were like, Oh my God, that's so cute. And I made $500 <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> is happening. <laughs> Who is our daughter? Um, You're like the female version of Gary Vaynerchuk, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, this was always, always something that um, I was just super drawn to. Um, and when I was in college, um, I ended up getting connected with this guy. And um, together we built and grew a small digital agency. So this was from 2010 on. Um, and you know, we went from, you know, the two of us in literally this teeny tiny office where it would not be possible for us to be touching at any given point. Like that's how small the office was, um, <laughs> to, you know, 15, 20 employees in like two years, which was nuts. Um, and you know, what ended up happening is the company grew and the culture changed and it mm. kind of went from um you know very much the culture that i i love and try to embody in my business today which is that you know who cares where you're doing the work and when the work is getting done as long as it's getting done and right. then that culture shifted to you know it was like very much glorified to like show up at the office at 7 30 in the morning and also became like a bit of a boys club so all of a sudden i looked up and looked around and the entire staff was men we brought on a third partner who was also a guy and it was like am I getting pushed out here? What's happening? And yeah, so that's big changes. Yeah, just a lot of changes in a short amount of time. And then looking back, one of the biggest unalignments with uh, myself and, and my business partner at the time was um, I, I was so young at the time, I just I think I didn't know to check in and see if our visions aligned. And they really didn't. He had this idea of building this huge agency. And that was never actually something that I wanted. So there was this clear moment where I was like, I own a part of this company. 
Um, I've done all these years of work, you know, we're exploding, like leaving now would be leaving so much money on the table. And then the other side of it was, but I'm so miserable that if I stay, like not to be dramatic, but it's like I'm selling my soul for money. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. can't, like I just can't. Um, so at the end of 20, that's a brave move. I honestly, you know, it's funny. I remember having this conversation with somebody when I was going back and forth about, should I stay? Should I go? And he said to me, okay, well in the last 30 days, how many of those 30 days did you go into your job and hate it? And like, I mean, I answered so quickly 30. <laughs> um, and he was like, <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm sorry. Like, what's the question? And I was like, you're right damn it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was more of like literally my soul being like, you have to, there's really no choice here. Um, and so that was the end of 2014. Five minutes later, I was, you know, doing this kind of the same thing we were doing at the agency for myself. And, um, you know, now it's almost five years later and, you know, here, here, here I am. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, it's kind of cool that you got to have that kind of experience, uh, you know, in that in, in a very startup kind of mode, yes. it's just you grew so fast doing that work. So you really picked a good product and and focused on that. So tell us a little bit more about your work and actually what you're doing, as well as some of the other things you're doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, the focus of the business that I have now, which has been the focus for the last, like I said, almost five years, um, is Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, primarily for other female entrepreneurs, um, a lot of service-based um, service-based clients, a lot of coaches. Although we do work with some e-com clients, and um, you know, really at the end of the day, one of the things I always like to say is Facebook and Instagram ads are like our tool because they happen to work really well. But I hate getting classified or characterized under like social media or social media marketing. This is kind mm. of like direct selling just using these particular ad platforms because they work so well. Um, and really the point around that is just we help businesses grow. That's my focus, helping in particular other women entrepreneurs make tons of money so that they can have this amazing life. And again, Facebook and Instagram ads just happens to be like one of the best tools available today for doing that. Yeah. And you know what I love about what you're doing, I almost I was a little torn between having you on this season and having you on my season where I talk about niching mm. your product and and what you do. And you've done a beautiful job of that. And you know, Facebook and Instagram, I mean, you could even niche it further and just focus on one or the other, but they're so integrated right now because Instagram was bought by Facebook. So it's kind of like, ah, they're all the same family, yes. so to speak. And, and you know, the reason that they kind of go together is on the back end, when you're setting up an ad, Facebook actually doesn't differentiate between the two. Facebook simply sees Instagram as another place or placement where you can have ads show up. So um, sort of like on the back end and technical side, there actually is virtually no difference between the two. So it was a natural step when Facebook purchased Instagram and added that feature to their ads manager that that was going to be something that we sort of, you know, threw into our repertoire. Yeah. Well, when I, I mean, I've got so many awesome plans for this show and and I, I want to focus on like each platform sometimes. And so I'm going to have you come back to talk about the platforms because you're, you're definitely a SME in that area. But <laughs> I want to focus more on uh, this season's actual, you know, 
talking point, yes. which is really about the power of a business of you. And I think that you are so perfect for not only talking about your thinking around your business and the way you're you're running it and how you position yourself, but also the clients you serve are very much like it as well. And so when when I kind of set up that power of a business of you, how would you talk about that or how would you describe that as it shows up in your life? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel that there isn't a difference between business me and personal me. Like mm -hmm. it's all just me. And and why do I have to step into some, you know, quote unquote, more professional version of myself, uh, you know, in order to successfully be in business? Um, you know, God, there's so many elements that are just really who I am as a person that I have incorporated into branding for the business, um, you know. So, like, every, like one of like the you know easiest things is that I'm a total cat lady. Literally, I know no one that's listening can hear a video, but I'm drinking out of my crazy cat lady mug, um, and so <laughs> <laughs> that's just part of who I am. I'm like a little quirky in that way, and so that's a part of the branding that I have for my business. Um, you know, there's a strong focus also on you know, my entire team is women, we work primarily with women. Um, and empowering women financially is such a personal mission of mine, that naturally, it just became part of, you know, what I'm doing in my business as a way to make money. I just, it, it's never made sense to me, why I would have to tone down who I am as a person to be successful and make money. That's never felt aligned for me. So in getting to kind of, you know, have my own business and do this thing by myself, um, that's just naturally what I'm leading with. And, you know, I think what I have ended up learning in the process around this at the end of the day is that I'm hardly the only person out there that does Facebook and Instagram ads. I mean, especially like in the last one to two years, um, because I think so many people have realized what a lucrative business and career choice it can be. Everybody and their mother is a Facebook ads or Instagram ads specialist. And so yeah, there's some bad ones out there too. <laughs> there, there certainly are. And look, I mean, I have an amazing track record and lots of results and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, my people, because I don't just want anybody that wants Facebook ads. I want people who really identify as my people, who like think mm -hmm. it's funny and adorable that like I'm a weird cat lady, you know, and who really can like get behind my mission as it relates to women. Um, and so it's just, it's actually made my sales process incredibly easy because instead of just trying to convince anybody who has a business that might need Facebook ads that they should work with us. I'm mostly only getting on the phone with people who really know who I am as like a human and are attracted to that. And they've like already decided that they want to work with me. Um, so I think it just makes business easier at the end of the day. I love that. And I love how you put that And So I want to pull on that thread a little yeah. bit, Jennifer. And so when you're looking at, because I, I do a lot of coaching on sales and marketing and, you know, building relationships and, and my whole platform is all about that relationship. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I feel the same way, you know, people work with me because they like my personality and me and they like my straightforwardness and, and then all of the knowledge that comes with that and the value that comes with that is almost like, okay, great. So this is just even better. Right. And so when, when you're out there doing your thing, and this is one of the things that 
I mean, that's how I found you. Yeah. It was you were doing a Facebook Live. You were doing, I think it was your top 30 reasons why. It uh, was um, 30 and three 30, or something. 30 Facebook ad tips for my 30th birthday in three minutes or less while wearing that's the tiara. Right. Let's not forget that. While part. you were wearing the tiara. Yeah. And that right there, I mean, that <laughs> idea just so, I mean, in and of itself was just a smash hit. But the way you conducted yourself during that, that whole experience was hilarious. I mean, I was, I wasn't even like really half listening to what the tips were. I mean, my, my initial intention was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Three minutes. Oh yeah. I can give three minutes to get maybe one nugget of value that I could actually use in my business. Right. And so I start watching and I just totally fell in love with you. I was like, Oh my God, I got to hook love up with it. this girl. She is just the best. I love it. And I think that that's so important. So talk a little bit more about some of the things that you're naturally doing because you don't seem like it. It's like, for me, what I'm observing about you is that you do have a strategic mindset. Like I know that you're being very strategic just because of of the experience you've yeah. had in helping your clients and obviously being in one startup and now you're in your own business. But I also feel, get this feeling that what you're doing is also very natural yeah. and very organic. So talk a little bit about your process, about giving yourself the space and positioning in social media and where you're at and what you're doing, you know, what you're thinking around that. Yeah. So, um, kind of like you said, a lot of it is just organic. And I think for a couple of years, I didn't have the strategy and it was just kind of happening like by accident and working. But in recent years, as my business has grown, um, I've definitely done a lot of work to really figure out, okay, like as a person, like what are my like key things, my key points? So we've got the cat thing. We've got the woman thing. You know, I've got a whole like angle with domestic violence, which I can talk about in just a second, but um, really kind of like sitting down and reflecting like with myself, taking the business away. Like, just like as a person, like, what are my key things, my key points? And then I've done a lot of work with an amazing coach to really kind of figure out almost like sub points under those things. So it all does very much organically come from me and who I am. But kind of like you said, there was almost strategy added to it after the fact so that the source is still very organic, but I know exactly how to tie in the cat thing, the woman thing, the domestic violence thing with Facebook yeah. ads. So I've like really perfected um, maybe how I talk about certain things so that it can be more strategic. Um, but the, the what and the key points like ultimately are, you know, if I were just like sitting down talking to a friend, that's what would come out of my mouth anyway. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you're aware of your progression, you know, how you've, you know, you started just kind of doing ad hoc, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. To some degree, I feel like I'm still doing a lot of ad you know hoc what? stuff. I kind of link it that way. When anything for me feels too forced or too scripted, um, I find that I'm not able to really just be who I am. Um, you know, and I have people who get on sales calls with me, for example, and will say things like, you know, I feel like I already know you. And that doesn't mm. come from something that's scripted ever. That comes from like no. that weird video that I did with my tiara on, um, you know, <laughs> where like I messed up, I cursed a couple of times. Um, I started sweating because my ring light was like too hot. I mean, it was just like really a hundred percent, like, you know, sitting next to me and experiencing like you know, who I am and what I'm like. And that organic, authentic connection, like you can't, you can't quantify it. You can't 
create it where it's not there. It's just either like you're being yourself or not. Exactly. Exactly. And I've, I've found that like I, I shoot a video every week that's got some sort of crazy tip in it. And usually it's something that somebody's doing online that pisses me off. And so I make a video about it. I love it. <laughs> it's like my rant tip. Yeah. You know, it's like a ranting and giving a tip all in the same thing. You know, don't do this. And <laughs> this guy did this thing. So don't ever do yes. that. Yes. But I found that when I first started him, I was like trying to be all like, you know, very articulate and personable and stuff. And I mean, now I'm like laughing at my own jokes yeah. and I'm like cutting up and I'm like digressing yeah. and it's, I love it. I just, it's so much more fun. And it's, and you know, look, I mean, it is, it is more fun. It feels good, which like, you know, I think especially mm -hmm. for women, we do have the opportunity, even though society tells us otherwise to have business and making money feel good. But like also practically, it really does attract the exact right type of people. It makes sales easier. It makes client delivery easier. Um, you know, and like one of the things I experience all the time is I genuinely feel like my clients are my friends. I don't know if I'm delusional in that way, <laughs> but, but I genuinely feel like we have like a, a bond or connection that goes beyond just like the, you know, client service provider relationship. And I think part of that is because the foundation was them really getting to know who I am and then me getting a chance to do that when we're like on our initial sales call, for example. Yeah, I, I sense that. And also, and that's because you you are so open. And I, I can really get that just in my interactions with yeah. you. And one of the things that I find in my business is I'm I'm in it for the long run. I'm not here to do just a project yep. or a strategy or whatever. I mean, I really want to be a true, you know, I don't want to say lifelong because you never know, yeah. but you know, someone who is in business with my client and goes shoulder to shoulder yep. with them through everything they're going Absolutely. through, because it's only going to benefit me if they're successful, because we'll keep working together. Absolutely. So that's kind of how I approach it. And when you, and I think people really get a sense of when you really care versus when you're just being a vendor. Mm -hmm. So um, it, do you, how do you develop that? Do you develop that just naturally with your clients? I think it's just... It, it is. It kind of is just organic for me. And, you know, this, uh, the thing that's sort of coming to mind around that question, and I, I do talk about this a lot, um, you know, in, in my marketing and in my email sequence and everything like that. But, you know, kind of like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, a huge um, thing or focus for me is around financially empowering women. And the sort of story behind that is that when I was in my early 20s, I was in a very physically, financially, and sexually abusive relationship. Um, and, you know, one of the ways that I was able to come out, like, relatively untouched and, like, still move on and have, like, an amazing life, the reality is I had access to money. It's an aspect of domestic abuse that we rarely talk about. Um, mm. But that's, like, where the thing is for me of, like, oh, it is really ridiculously crucial that we financially empower as many women as possible. And so talking about that experience in my life, talking about that that's sort of like underneath everything that I do, talking about the fact that we have this partnership with an amazing organization that we donate a percentage of revenue to that helps survivors start their own businesses. Like, hello, how perfectly aligned. Yeah, um, totally. I've this is both sad and cool. Um, you have no idea how many clients I've worked with who have, you know, sent me via email after a sales call, like, hey, 
Same thing happened to me. I never mm -hmm. talk about it publicly. I can't believe yeah. that you do. That is so amazing. And like, I would never give my money any to anybody else but you. And so like, yeah. that's for me, such a perfect example of just like, again, being 100% authentic, 100% me. Um, and like the right people being like, like, yes, I want, I want that. I, I want you because I really see that it is more than just, you know, signing the client, so to speak. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. This season's theme is all about building a business based on your expertise and what makes you, well, you. Why? Because that's where the money is. But here's the thing. Figuring out what makes you distinct from everyone else is hard because you don't see yourself the way people need to in order to buy from you. Life is perceptual, and if you're not communicating who you are and what you do in a way that your ideal client goes yes and hires you, you're leaving money on the table. A lot. So if you'd like help figuring out how to make your brand, your you, stand out, I can help. Book a free brand session with me by visiting pappychat.com. I'll tell you what you're doing well, but more importantly, where you may be missing opportunities to convert your target audience into paying clients. You'll come away with insights that will give you greater confidence in your brand and marketing. Book your brand session with me at pappychat.com and make your brand a slam dunk with those you're meant to serve. Book yours now. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. Yeah, and it's not a manipulation because no. I, I get a sense on some of these um you know, consultants or whatever, you know, label them however you want. And they're like, oh, and we donate blah, blah, blah to blah, 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 you know, and it just, it feels manipulative, yes. like, like us, because, you know, we know that, you know, our millennial audience prefers to work with organizations that have a charity arm, you know, or something. Yes. And I, and it's unfortunate. And I think that that's why the, this whole, you know, the power of a business of you and being authentic in a true way, you know, in a risk taking way. Yeah. I mean, it's like today I wrote a post on LinkedIn, uh, not a post, an actual article. And I was, <laughs> I was bashing the LinkedIn algorithm. <laughs> it was one of my rants and I'm like, they're going to blackball me. I know they're just going to cancel my account. They're going to be like, stop talking bad about us. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when you do that, it, it connects with people. And this is yeah. something I learned, you know, as you were sharing about domestic abuse, um, when I lost my husband in 2003, uh, 2004, excuse me. And I was going to a, a widow's, a young widow's support group in Orlando. And I was amazed at how many women, and it, because the age range was from 20s on up. So it was really shocking to see how many young wow. women actually had lost their husbands like myself. And so one of the things that I loved about this group was they would bring in financial professionals. Mm -hmm. And that's how I met Renee Burke. And she has like totally transformed my financial situation wow. from like a retirement perspective. Yeah. But when you when you look at at you know these women who are in these relationships, to me that's a form of abuse. If if a you know wife mother loses their husband and they've never been taught 100%. or equipped with the skills 100%. of balancing a checkbook, paying the bills, knowing where about taxes. I mean, all saving, retirement, insurance, all of these things, you know, in a lot of relationships, the 
the husband is the one that yes. kind of owns it. Yes. And the, the woman is more not really, you know, empowered to understand or know or participate in that. Yeah. And the, these poor women, they have no clue how to deal with their financial situation. And it's, it's you know, of course, they there's every story and then some that you can imagine. And some of them have to move in with family. You know, some of them have to work two jobs because they've got kids. I mean, it's crazy what they have to deal with. Yeah. So I love that this organization, it's called the Modern Widows Club. If anybody's curious, I'm more than happy to talk offline about it if anybody wants to ask me. And, uh, you know, it's it's awesome that they have that kind of support in and so I love what you're doing and understanding and having that commitment to financially empowering women. So let me get a little more granular in the context of the work that you provide, sure. because I come up against this when I have clients that are like super perfect. And you and I have already talked about this a little bit, but they're super perfect in their business to do Facebook advertising mm -hmm. or Instagram or both. And yet they just don't want to invest the dollars in it. So when you have a prospect who's referred to you or like an, what would be an ideal client for you, yeah. uh, a woman entrepreneur who's just like at the perfect situation that Facebook would just absolutely kill it, but she's kind of got her heels dug in about the investment that's required and the commitment that's required, because obviously it's not something you try once and then stop. Now, you know, it's something you need to commit to and budget for and do ongoing to really see the value. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, and I think it really does tie into what we're talking about, um, that's not a common scenario that I encounter. And I Good. think so much of it has to do with me showing up as me and me attracting the right people. Um, you know, one thing also that I'm always super authentic and transparent about is my pricing. You know, I know that um, often we're taught, um, you know, to never, never put your pricing on your website and like not have that information be out there. But it, it is for me because there may be people who aren't at, you know, the right stage. And I'm also not in the business of trying to convince people of anything. Um, I'm to very that. clear that my people, like myself, are you know deeply abundant people who know that like the whole universe will line up in their favor. They're not driven from scarcity. They're not you know worried about every last dollar. Um, their business just flows. Things just kind of happen easily. Facebook ads isn't this thing that's going to save their business. It's going to be this add-on and enhancement. It's this already amazing you know money-making machine that they have. So um, you know this is I think both. There's the the um, personal branding authenticity aspect to it. And then I'm also a little bit woo woo. I love that stuff. Um, you know, and I think very clearly, you know, what I put out there and what I'm generating in my own marketing is who I end up calling in. So, um, yeah. it's not, I'm with you on that. It's rarely <laughs> something that I, that I even have to deal with, but I will also say that, um, because all of my marketing, all of my emails, um, you know, it, they are so clearly me, um, that even if somebody may have otherwise had a financial consideration, they're pretty much sold on working with me once they get on the phone with me so that it's really just a matter of figuring out the money, not saying, you know, I want this, but I can't afford it because they already know what I charge. Right. They already know who I am before I get on the phone with them. I'm putting it all out there. Yeah. And that's that's really great because it is a way of just kind of getting that dealt with before they even come in. Yes. And um, so I, I can see where that approach is really help. It's helpful, yeah. you know, because you're just kind of laying it out there. So you're really facilitating that conversation. 
And I think that in and of itself is a way of financially empowering women Absolutely. and and everything that you do and you're about because you, I mean, this has been my experience of you. You have this way of just being so positive, <laughs> so upbeat, and it's just like you're pouring confidence through the, <laughs> you know, either through the, the video, if you're on Zoom or the phone, yeah. if you're talking or just in person. And I think that that's, people are so hungry for yes. that. They're so hungry for the confidence. They're so hungry for just being acknowledged for their value. And that's why I love positive people yes. and being around people who are always looking at the future and the forward, uh, you know, potential and possibility that's there. Because as you mentioned earlier around the woo-woo, I mean, it's like what you're focused on is what your world is going to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. You know, and it reminds me of, I feel like, you know, sometimes like marketing 101 is like, talk to the pain points and, you know, use FOMO and, and create scarcity and urgency. And I'm just like, oh, like I have like a physical reaction. Like that's so gross. And also just for me, like, I don't want to scare people into working with me. Oh my I want to yes. focus on like what's on the other side for them. Like I'm way more aspirational in my marketing as much as yes. possible versus really focusing on like what's not working. Um, so actually that's like, thank you. That's awesome feedback. Um, that I guess Yeah, no, it's true. In that way. And, you know, I have to, I have to, a true confession here. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, because I'm so tactical in the work that I do for my clients and, you know, I'm reading everything and trying to stay on top of things. I want to make sure I'm bringing the most value to people I work with. And sometimes I find myself getting caught up in those little tricks yeah. and it, it never sits right for me. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't, it feels icky. Yeah. And, and it's hard for me to do a manipulative type of, of approach with somebody. And that's why everything I write, everything I design is all about, you know, just this is where we're going to be. Yeah. This is how awesome it's going to be. This is how we'll work together. And this is everything's going to work out. And just think of all the clients that are going to come. And it's not blowing hot air up their skirt. It's really that's the reality that we're co-creating together Absolutely. as we work on any given project. I love yeah. That. So that's. That's really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. So what are some of the things that maybe in the context of this theme of the power of of a business of you that maybe you could share about some of your clients that are doing like killing it from that perspective, aside from you? <laughs> so, I mean, quite frankly, what works for me is something I'm doing with a lot of my clients. So this is going to get a little strategic, but it perfectly ties in or a little tactical. Um, so basically, a strategy that I use that I also have a lot of my clients use is this idea of creating omnipresence or everywhereness through Facebook retargeting. So if we think about like the typical Facebook ad funnel or, you know, the steps that you would have somebody go through, right? We all know the concept of like, oh, you have a lead magnet or freebie, um, you know, and then after that, you might send people to buy a course or book a call for a higher ticket program. So we're all familiar, I think, with those basic steps. But the middle step is what doesn't get enough attention. And I think that's really where everybody has sort of the opportunity to shine, like really just being themselves very organically and authentically. So um, very specific, very specifically as it relates to a Facebook ad strategy that works, what I do for my own business and for all of my clients is we use a lot of um, content in that middle step, very heavily Facebook lives and other types of videos. So that's why I'm trying to always create new Facebook lives as often as possible. It's actually part of this funnel or this strategy that 
you know, educates, nurtures, but really above all else has people get who you are. That's mm. how I'm able to create that experience of people getting on the phone with me and saying, I feel like I already know you. So for all of my clients, and many of whom are solopreneurs, a lot of them are coaches. So really, their business is literally 100% them and who they are. We have them create all of these videos just for nurturing. I mean, sometimes it's not, um, it's not, it's not even talking anything about their business. Sometimes it has mm. nothing to do with business. Um, it's really just, this is my family. This is my cat. This is, you know, whatever it is. Wow. Um, okay. And spending a little bit of money, not a crazy amount. You know, sometimes we're talking about five or 10 bucks a day to retarget anybody who took step number one. So they registered for your webinar or they signed up for your lead magnet um, or they registered for your event, whatever it is before you give them the next call to action, which is often, you know, buying something or signing up for something else, mm -hmm. we just completely surround them with this, you know, awesome nurture content to create this experience of everywhereness, which naturally builds credibility, naturally builds no like and trust. Um, and it almost creates that experience of like, I say in quotes, like internet famous. <laughs> if you, if you, like, think about somebody that's like, you know, a public figure in the online space and think about like how you probably have the experience of seeing them everywhere. We can actually yeah. create that same experience for a select number wow. of highly qualified people with not a lot of money. So, but, but again, I mean, that's the, the, the tactic or the strategy, but it only works well if the actual content is truly, truly authentic organic, not forced, and like what your people actually want. Wow, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And it makes perfect sense. Really well. It's great yeah. for relationship building. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a strategy that's been working, you know, again, for me and for, you know, pretty much all of my clients for a couple of years. Yeah, that's, that's really, uh, you know, it just kind of reinforces what we've been saying yes. about being your authentic self and just that that is the power of the business of you because they want to, I can't tell you how many websites I go to of, of people that I would love to work with. And there's not even a picture of them on there. Yes. There's not even like a really, you know, other than just your, your straightforward resume kind of bio. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's so yeah. institutional <laughs> and it doesn't, it just doesn't have that that feel to it 100%. you know what i mean and even if we're just you know specifically talking about facebook and instagram ads which is my world let's also then talk about like logistically how the the news feed is so freaking crowded like facebook yeah. actually ran out of ad units to sell and had to create other ones so if you're thinking about that logistically it's that much more important to really lean into like your weird or whatever it is about yeah. you because wow. otherwise how in the world are you going to stand out in the news feed that's that crowded yeah, no kidding. That's that's what every that's the question on everybody's yeah, mind. But it's like literally, it's almost like business survival survival at this point in yeah. a way. Um, you know, really like it's almost um, I don't know. It's like you're putting out a bat signal to, to the mm -hmm. right people, and the right yeah. people will respond. Now you're getting mostly all of your clients through referral or ads you're doing, yes, correct? correct? And and the content marketing you're doing. Yes. 
Now, there's this big buzzword because nobody wants to cold call or do the traditional selling anymore because pretty much nobody responds to yeah. it. It just doesn't really work. And, um, you know, the everything's now about social selling. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to social selling, how is that incorporated into your business? Or do you pretty much keep all your cat bowls full <laughs> by having your, um, you know, the two channels that you're currently using now? Because obviously referrals, you have, I mean, they're up and down. You, you'd have no predict predictability right. with referral business. But this, you know, the really interesting thing is that even with referrals, I'm able to use this strategy because if anybody comes to my website, it doesn't matter where they come from. I do get a couple of hits often from um, organic Google search, or if I speak at an event, obviously I get a bit of an influx, or if I do a podcast, or if I do an online summit. Um, gotcha. If anybody has any touch point with any of my online assets, my Facebook page, my Instagram, my website, they're getting put into that retargeting system. Interesting. So it doesn't matter actually what the source is. Um, they're going to get that, that omnipresence, that everywhereness. Um, you know, even uh, another thing that I have that I find a lot of business owners don't have is I have a email sequence that goes out after you book a call with me to nurture, increase show up rates. And it's more of that sort of authentic everywhereness, omnipresent type of strategy. So it doesn't matter where the person's coming from, even if it is a referral, they're still getting nurtured by me before they're actually on the phone with me. And I'm still able to create that experience of they feel like they already know me. Yeah. And the, those nurture sequences are really helpful because it's another way to address objections yeah. as well as just build the relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and create that empathy. I love writing those, by the way, because I just, I totally step into you know, what I believe yeah. is the the life and the mind and the heart of that prospect Absolutely. and just kind of right from their perspective, because, you know, I get it. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all have. <laughs> yeah. So that's really awesome, Jennifer. Now, um, I, I mentioned the freebie earlier, and I just want to wrap up because I think this is going to be really helpful for those interested in understanding a little bit more about, you know, how they're you know, integrating everything regarding like a high ticket sale yeah. and using a webinar to actually, uh, you know, sell and promote uh, that particular thing. So I know your, um, your freebie is the seven reasons why your high ticket webinar ads suck, which is a very straightforward way, <laughs> because that's what people think. It's like, why do they suck? Yeah. They're not getting me people in my webinar. <laughs> they're, they're signing up and they don't show up, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. So what, what is one of the reasons why you put this together? Um, just because so many of my clients are these high ticket coaches using this traditional webinar type of funnel to sell and like everybody's hitting a wall with the same problem. So you kind of touched mm. on really low attendance rate. Um, yeah. you know, if people are booking calls after they're not showing up for the actual calls, if people are booking calls and showing up, they're completely, you know, not qualified or they say like they, you know, in quotes, that was my problem it. was the qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. And so just because it's something that, um, we, we do and deal with so often and we have all of these cool little tactics and strategies for how to basically combat each of these really common roadblocks that people hit. I was like, all right, I got to put something like this together. 
That's great. That's great. Well, listen, I'm going to have a link to that on the show notes, awesome. uh, listeners. So make sure you go in there and and grab that thing, plus a bunch of great links to Jennifer's content. She is somebody that you definitely want in your circle, the inner circle. Uh, she's one of the coolest people I've met so Thank far you. in this business. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so, Jennifer, I'm so glad that you were here with us today and shared all this great stuff. I love working with people that are in your space, meaning your energy, your confidence, your openness, and your willingness to really help without, yeah. you know, oh, tit for tat yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited about hopefully working with you myself yeah. for my business uh, in the future and uh, sending you lots of clients your way and stuff. And I hope this uh, uh, this podcast will help uh, get you out to even a wider audience because you're just fabulous. Love you to pieces. Oh my God. So bad. thanks for being here. And um, I really appreciate everything you, uh, you've contributed here on the show today. Thank you, Terry. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.